0: The Americans might describe President Zelensky's visit to Washington on Tuesday as something of a Hail Mary, a last ditch attempt to try and move the needle on that $60 billion of military aid that is so badly needed at the front. The trouble is, before he'd even left the U.S. Capitol, it was clear that the President's efforts had failed. I admire him, said Republican Senator Lindsey Graham, but he didn't change my mind at all about what we need to do. And this was the response of the House Speaker, Mike Johnson.
1: We needed clarity on what we're doing in Ukraine and how we'll have proper oversight of the spending of precious taxpayer dollars of the American citizens, and we needed a transformative change at the border. Thus far, we've gotten neither. I've told the National Security Advisor, the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Defense that these are our conditions because these are the conditions of the American people, and we are resolute on that.
0: President Zelensky would have expected that type of reaction. He's pretty astute when it comes to American politics. But what would have been more concerning would be the language of President Joe Biden. Ukraine will emerge from this war, proud, free and firmly rooted in the West, unless we walk away. We'll continue to supply Ukraine with critical weapons and equipment as long as we can. As long as we can, not as long as it takes that is a small but highly significant change in emphasis and a sign that perhaps the republicans are winning the argument that will be warmly welcomed in moscow of course the kremlin is already renewing its offensive a wave of missile strikes hit the capital kiev last night ukrainian officials say at least 53 people were injured Country's Air Defence has intercepted many of those missiles, but failing, uh, falling debris damaged homes, a children's hospital uh, and also set fire to cars around it. The Air Force says it also shot down attack drones in the Odessa region. Uh, from Kyiv, our correspondent Jessica Parker sent us this update.
1: I'm standing in a children's playground in the Neprovsky district of Kyiv, but part of it has been totally destroyed. Let me show you some of what we can see here. First of all, you'll see a group of people just here, and there's a massive crater in the ground. That must have been the point of impact from last night's blast. And then look up at the apartments, windows blown out everywhere. Some of those flats have been completely destroyed, others very badly damaged. They're doing what they can to try and make those buildings structurally safe or the site as safe as possible and then also just look over here there is a burnt-out car now what we're told is it was actually parked near the apartment blocks but the force of the blast blew it over here right into the middle of the children's playground we've been speaking to residents clearly many of them are having to find somewhere else to stay some have family and friends they can go to others are going to go to a school that is being provided as a temporary shelter one man I spoke to Alexander, he got very visibly upset when we were talking because he said he had seen some of his neighbour's children injured uh, following last night's missile attack and he also called, as I spoke to him, for continued Western support. That, of course, as President Zelensky has been in Washington DC to try and unlock a $60 billion package of military aid, but so far has failed to break the deadlock
0: indiscriminate bombing of civilian areas. Let's speak to Andrei Zagorodnyuk. He is uh, the former Minister of Defense in Ukraine. Andrei, it's always good to have you on the program. Thank you you. uh, for sparing us some time. I I look at those pictures that Jessica was showing us there, and uh, I know that so many of the missiles are brought down by Western-supplied air defenses. How much of that do you have left, and what happens if it runs out?
2: Well, of course, the military doesn't say how much they have left, but certainly the indications is that they are not like okay. infinite. And certainly, uh, Kiev is the most protected city. I have to say that uh, I was a, a night before the last, and I've heard these uh, uh, rockets myself. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't seen them because it was late at night, but uh, you could you could very clearly hear them. It's basically like a like a Boeing plane flying over your head, uh, mm-hmm. and then. And then um, exploding with their with their defense in, in, uh, interception, uh, it's very difficult to imagine what could be the devastations and the destructions if if these are not intercepted. I, I said so, that, that um, I
0: said that President yeah. Putin was taking advantage. Does it feel to you there in Ukraine that there has been a step change in the Russian offensives because of what is happening in Washington?
2: Uh, no, not at the moment. We clearly see that uh, President uh, President Zelensky is trying to basically bring back uh us politicians to uh, like a common sense mm-hmm. and russia is certainly using that moment in media you know they're kind of a they they sort of developing that mode of uh of sort of desperation and uh, and 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 momentum of course if uh, if the if the if the assistance is continued then all of that sort of wanes and I'm I think that we will we will have a, a some kind of a way out with with US politicians out of this because mm-hmm. clearly we have majority in both parties. But at the moment at the moment, they are playing their political sort of process games, and uh, and essentially, uh, Ukraine really like risks of uh, having the stockpiles of the ammunition diminished, and that's that's a real risk.
0: There is reporting, I'm sure you're aware of it, in the New York Times, that the White House is trying to push President Zelensky to a a different strategy. Instead of fighting for every inch of Ukraine, they want him to focus. The report says on the industrial areas on the sea to get the grain out, and on protecting Kyiv. With that in mind, was that a slip of the tongue from the President yesterday, as long as we can, or do you think that was in reference to what the New York Times is reporting?
2: I think I think I wouldn't like really sort of overanalyze this uh, and it it might be a slip of the tongue. Generally speaking, the whole rhetoric of current White House administration is that they need to continue. They need to push this through and so on and so on. But at the moment, uh, of course, they cannot because they have this blocked in the Congress. But we don't see changes in the uh, in the strategy of the administration. There could be a debate about the operational plans of the of the of the the, uh, like a winter campaign. But uh, there is no strategic change at all.
0: Ron DeSantis, who, of course, is running in the Republican primaries um, and is very much, I think, in in line with how President Trump thinks of the Ukraine issue. He said last night that his priority is Israel um, and it was incumbent on the Europeans to do more to protect Ukraine. If the Republicans were to get in, do you think that the Europeans have put themselves on enough of a war footing to be able to sustain the war in Ukraine, or have they just not done enough?
2: No, they obviously haven't put on the war footing. There's been a a substantial... Like, there's been a lot of discussions about the, um, you know, upscaling the industrial capacity, uh, making more ammunition, making more of the uh, guns and so on. But at the moment, we don't see those, like, massive dramatic changes in Europe yet. I think it's coming. I mean, there is a significant recognition of the threats in Europe. So they, they actually do this, but I don't think they're doing this uh, even according to the plans they had. So, uh, so yes, we'll have a substantial issue if the U.S. Is, is out. It's not like Ukraine is going to lose and it's not like Russia is going to completely win uh, because Ukraine will, will fight with whatever we have. But what, we'll, does, it, what we, does it do to care.
0: morale on the front, though, Andrei? Uh,
2: at, uh, at the moment, this is not uh, impacting frontline today. Uh, people do understand that there is like a political issues, but we've already been through the times when uh, the West was saying, okay, Ukraine's going to disappear in 72 hours. And, and and we're still here, and we're still fighting, and Russians... By the way, just yesterday, the uh, United States published that we have uh, either killed or made wounded, so basically like in, incurred the casualties, to 90% of uh, a Russian army which they had before the invasion. 90%. So certainly when somebody's saying that Ukraine fails to... Uh, to kind of a counter offensive or fails to win, they need to remember that we destroyed 90% of the original Russian army, which was last, like a third largest army in the world. Mm. And uh, this is U.S. Uh, official data, so it's not even us saying that. So we are going to progress. The thing is that every time when U.S. politicians are delaying that, it means more casualties, perhaps among the civilians, but certainly among the military personnel, which could have been avoided every single day.